night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars! Put a stopwatch on it. Steve Carp, and all our guests. Steve Carp's in studio today. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. These shows go fast. Put a stopwatch on this one. <laughs> this will be over before it starts. What a great night we had at Sunset Station last night. Thanks to Chuck Esposito, all the loyal fans that have come to our watch parties over the years, new folks that came last night, and we'll be out there again. Um, we shall see what the deal is. If there's a game seven, Saturday 4.30 would be the face-up. But we had a great time. Thanks to everybody at Sunset Station. Great prize giveaways and the atmosphere. Steve came out, Andy Isco, Alf Mosqueda, T.C. Martin popped out. We saw a bunch of friends out there. So we had a good time last night. Stevie, where were you? I was, you, at, my, I was at my neighbor's. Can't no. get him. No, can't get him. you got to come out. Can't get him. I've been out before. We'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll pick no. you up with a... No, he won't come. With a limo or something. He won't come. You should. He wants. He, no, no, I have he wants. There no, he, he wants now. He wants. I know, like he, his you, insights on the eh, game. Hell, the game. But you know what he wants? He wants. He wants Oscar Goodman treatment. You know, he wants. He wants a band. He wants rose petals on the carpet. Hey, he's here. Oscar he won't Goodman, come. Though. He won't right. come. Yeah. You know, I've told him, bring his neighbor Chet. Him I, and his buddy Chet. There you go. Get bring, a crowbar. You know, you, you, Chet listens to the show, right? Yes, he does. Uh, Chet, what you the put hell? Him, you put Chet, him to sleep Chet. the other day. <laughs> he did. He was. He had been out golfing in the morning, so he, got, he was a little tired, right? He laid down on the bed. He's listening, and he fell asleep. <laughs> were you here? I was. <laughs> so you were a contributing do, do factor. I to, do I have to say anything? I, no, I think that about covers it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right, so let's take care of the business right now. And then we're going to way we go. All right, they're back home. Tomorrow, Terrible Herbs, they're making Terrible Herbs spend money. Because another $1,000 VGK game day giveaway tomorrow, and there's a chance several more. Spin the wheel of Terrible Herbs on a game day, as you said, an autographed puck. There's all kinds of stuff. It's a great prize pack at Terrible Herbs. John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. If you mention... Vegas Hockey Hotline, if you say, hey, I want the hat trick special, a sub, fries, and a drink, you get 20% off. Friday, all the six-inch subs are only 5 bucks. Tuesday, buy one, get one free. Thanks to Larry and everybody over at John Smith Subs for being part of the fun with us. And, of course, when they're on the power play on Twitter, social media, Adam Kuttner, Adam S. Kuttner on Twitter. If the Golden Knights score on the power play, somebody's winning ducats to a future Golden Knights game. So thanks, one and all, those that are and, – and all our – other sponsors that are involved with all our shows. Uh, but those are the people that on, on the game days we get the word out about. Okay. <laughs> you knew Colorado was going to throw their best effort out back home, change of venue. They did, among the things we had discussed, they dumped the puck in. It was working. Thought Vegas played a beautiful road period, even though Colorado had the better of the play. It wasn't like, do you, you agree with this, Stevie? Right out of the gate, the first 10 minutes, Colorado had the better of the play. But in the first five minutes, it wasn't like 
Vegas is surviving here. It, it was Colorado is better, slightly better. I mean, it wasn't like Vegas was getting destroyed, right? Correct. Then the goofy goal happened. Mm. The second period, Colorado destroyed them, yeah. and Flurry stood tall. And then the third period, all of a sudden, a goal, and the other team starts squeezing the stick, and back they come, and we all know what happened. But well, you get out of dodge, right? I mean, if Colorado played a better game and they dumped the puck in, I would look for them to do that again tonight, or tomorrow night. I was talking with Steve. It, hockey can be strange. In, in game two, Vegas was the better team, clearly, and, Col- and Colorado wins. In the game last night, I thought Colorado was the better team for like 50 to 60 minutes, and Vegas wins. Welcome to hockey. The goalie's the great equalizer. It's a slippery game, boys. <laughs> it is. Played on ice. Emil Francis had that line 40 years ago, and he was absolutely right. Actually, it was 50 years By the way, speaking of good quotes, there was one the other day, but I didn't say this yesterday. It was an unnamed player put out a quote. It was the day after Montreal knocked off Winnipeg. He said, in the last 12 days, the Canadians have eliminated more teams than the Leafs have in 17 years. (laughs) That's some serious shade. (laughs) Ouch. That's pretty good stuff. That was. I like that. That's a good one. You know, and, and not to get ahead of ourselves here. But whoever comes out of this series, whether it's the Knights or the Avalanche, they better buckle down because they're in for a hard series against the Canadians. And, yeah, there's a hot goalie to deal with in Carey Price. But they're playing really well in front of him. And there's all sorts of cool storylines that Vegas is involved. Sure. Right. Whether it's Suzuki, Tatar, Pacioretty. It could be... It could be a boatload of fun, let me tell you. Well, I would say this. I mean, we've always said it added up at the end of the day. It added up way too much they spent to get Pacioretty, right? And Mm -hmm. Suzuki was one of the guys out of here. But, listen, (laughs) Pacioretty has worked out. That first year was a throwaway for whatever reason. Um think he had nagging injuries, but listen, man, this guy puts the puck in the net, and he made a great pass to Stone last night. It looked simple, but that was a great pass. Yes. And the thing, did how, you about, how about you see, can, just one thing? Stone being captain, we saw it all year long, and he's always been a great hockey player. How much higher a level this guy is playing at, it's amazing because someone stitched a letter on his jersey. I'm not saying he wasn't phenomenal. No. But, I mean, talk about a guy. When we when you talk about that you don't remember for four years we said, you know, oh, you could have thrown one on England, but you're not putting a C on a guy's here for a year. And you're putting it on a face and a guy's going to be here for a long time. And it's all about the room, and it's a follow me, boys, and he's got to be the right guy for the team. But you also talk about that when you put that on a guy, it can also take him to another level. Absolutely. Look around the league. You know, look, look, when Tampa got Stamkos and stuff, and they made him captain, he raised his game a couple of notches. He was already a hell of a player. But then he became elite. And some guys, some, guys, some guys wilt under it. True. Mark Stone is not 
a wallflower, as you like to say. He's the exact opposite. He's got steel running through his whole persona. And he has that joie de vie. Whoa. When he scores or when a teammate scores. That was good. He's as thrilled when Pacioretty or Stevenson or any of the D score when he's on the ice as if he scores himself. He is really, I think, and I wrote this a year ago, or actually I wrote this a couple of years ago in Sinbin. He should be your first captain. People say, no, no, you can't make him the captain. He just got here. And I prefaced it by saying, not right now, after they got him from Ottawa, but in training camp the following season, a year ago. All right? And they waited, and they waited, and it turned out to be the right choice. Because I think you and I were talking... You thought maybe you, Petrangelo. You, well, it, it was at least something. Thank God they didn't make Petrangelo. Can you imagine the pressure? And Petrangelo's finally starting to play like Petrangelo. And by the way, they threw an A on him last night. And, and you know He's what? had an A most of the season, but, by the way. But, but Petrangelo, by the way. Big difference between A all, and C, though. All, yeah, but, but he's been there and knows what it is. But, but Petrangelo has always been very cognizant of the C on stone, embrace that. And, yes. And, and, and honestly, is this, not, the same. is this not one of the bigger developments? Forget we know what's happening tomorrow night here. And it's a short sample. It's a month. But with each passing game, Petrangelo is looking like the guy yes. they signed. Or they you know they expected. Finally. Don't you think? Absolutely. Really noticeable. Been... Blocking shots. Carrying the puck, lugging the mail, reading the play right, um, getting the puck out of the zone. Been a lot the, the whole nine better, yards. Yeah. He just he you His know okay. Whole game he, is just much much better. You know you got to fit in for a while. Then he had the wrist. I mean I'm not you know COVID. I'm not about making him being the excuse monster here, but he's looking the part. It took him longer than anyone had hoped for him to get acclimated to the system. To this group of guys, deferring to Stone. Remember, he was captain in. Maybe St. it Lewis. was the national car commercial he's doing that just made <laughs> I mean, him. His Honda commercial. His Honda commercial. Hi, I'm Alex Petrangelo. I'm going to be worth eight million dollars now. <clears throat> Boy, does his wife have some teeth. She's, they, that, she's happy. She's very attractive. Very, very, oh yeah, very and his happy. kids are cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun. Good little. for him, man. Yeah, I mean, I good. mean, listen. Remember last year, Stone and Flurry did the iPod, uh, iPhone commercial. Yeah. That yeah. was an amazing commercial, yeah, by the way. I'm not. Yeah, but that was really good. Mm-hmm. But what was what was the French thing? I just said the joie, the joie, joie de vie. Joie. You took French, Brian. What does that mean? I can count to ten. Okay, that's all. What, what does that mean? So what is joie de vie? It means mean? with great joy. Okay. okay. Oh, oh he, joy. Joie de, de vie. He definitely shows great joy. What yeah. on 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 the captainship? Not only has his, has his play played noticeably, he's, he's really stepped it up. He also has all the correct leadership qualities. He says the right things at the right times. Oh, yeah. he's, he's genuinely happy, as you said, for teammates who do the right things at the right times. I, I, and the, the guys that were here, I, I thought there could be an issue with, say, a March or so or somebody. There's been none of that. They are yeah. all the other guys are in behind him and follow him, and it just it just has I, worked out so well. Go back to the Minnesota series when he said, 
the best players have to play better. We have to score. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And he was calling himself out, too. Yep. It wasn't just, you know, March or so and Riley Smith Correct. And, Correct. and Tuck. It was him, too. And what happens? All of a sudden, that line starts scoring. Stevenson's playing better. Tuck starts to play better. They get Pacioretty back for game seven. Christian Mark with the hat trick, and they move on. So, yeah, you're right, Stevie. When he says something, it's with great thought and conviction. And like a lot like Marcus, so by the way, he backs up what he says. Yes. But you, that's you, what I love you about know what I like? I'm telling you, you know, the, the leader and the thing about having the C, and I haven't really given this much thought, but now, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you see it. The guy's got to be there front and center. If reporters were in the room, which is not going to happen for another year, no. But even but on the Zoom thing, gut wrenching, hideous losses. Who goes out there? And and oh, you yeah. know what? And he he doesn't get snarky, chirpy. He he's pretty forthright in his comments, and that's if you're a captain. You got you got to go out there and answer the bell, and you know what? I we haven't really even talked about that because for the most part, right? These guys. I mean, the, the, the what was the worst thing that happened to you? Losing the President's Cup game, three men short. That. But what, what's been going? But in the in this the Minnesota series and the bad things and the the after game two, in this series, he's out there said all the right things. That's part of it too, Steve. It, of course it, it is. Is being out there saying the stuff. It's, it's accountability. And that's what he brings. You know, remember, as captain, he's the player's conduit to the coaching staff. So if, let's say, somebody's got a problem with his ice time or how he's being used or how come I'm not on the power play, they just say, hey, Stoney, can you ask PDB what the hell's going on? How come I'm not out there? And Stone knocks on the door. The board says, come on in. What's up, Stoney? Hey, so-and-so is kind of wondering... Is he a forgotten guy on the second power play unit? And DeBoer can say to him, well, he's not doing this or that or whatever. And Stone brings that message back to the player. They keep it in-house, which is what they love to do. (laughs) I mean, more than any team in the league, I think this team loves that insulation of keeping stuff in-house. Which is fine. Yeah, I I have no problem with that, really. But the point being... When you're captain of an NHL team, you're not just the guy on the ice who could talk to the refs. You represent all the guys in the room with management. And coaches are part of management. And if there's a problem or an issue or a question, he's the one who brings it to management's attention. And again, I'm not around him. I have no idea what goes on. But I'm guessing as someone who's watched the game for 50-some-odd years, if there's an issue in the room with a player or something, it's Stone who finds out from the player, takes it to management, to DeBoer, to Kelly, maybe even George, who knows, and gets it, you know, gets an answer and brings it back to that person. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm telling you. Of that's all what the good things, captains do. You, you, you know the goals and the highlights it's the small plays and the little things mean a lot i'm telling you 
at the end of the night, they're flying home. I'm telling you, one of the heroes of that game on the plane, there's probably every guy walking up and down the aisle of that plane coming and giving Colasar a pat on the head. The, the two, two block shots, he, he takes one, stings him, he gets right back up, he gets in, in the path of the next one, hits him off the hand. One of the guys, he, he went back to the bench yeah, hobbling, and, and they, I they, forgot who patted him on they the gave, back. Yeah. I think it was March or so. I think you're right. I think it was March. But, I mean, that, you know, they, you're selling out, man. Yeah. If you, you want to, you know, Martinez, you know, Martinez, that's his gig, yeah. you know. But, I mean, yeah. but for, for Colasar to step in front of, a, you know, a couple of shots from a guy that can wire it, that was yeah. pretty impressive. I, I thought there were a lot of little plays that turned out big. Yanmark, obviously. Yeah. Intercepting the pass out of his before he could get right. out of the zone right. and wound up with Wad and to Tuck. March is so, by the way, and this has not been mentioned at all. He came back to help Flurry. Colorado had at least two guys, maybe a third in front, whacking away at a loose puck, and March is so got in there and managed to get to the puck before the Colorado guys and put it under Flurry where he could, you know, right. freeze it. Right. Hey, you know, little what? play again. A little play like that yeah. matters really, really big you in know, a game like that. Yeah. When we talk about gap control and all these things, but, but no, but they've taken yeah. the middle of the ice away from Colorado and said, "Dump it in." If you're Colorado, dump it in. They did. They had more success. But you know, it's funny though. There were several plays last night where you're going, you can just see how they're putting the vice grip on. It's. The defenseman standing up at the blue line, right? Yep. Stevenson must have done this four times. When the defense stands up at the blue line, if they're not going to dump it in, which they've been very stubborn to do, and this happened in the third period once they, they got away from what they were doing that was working. But when the defense stands up at the blue line, Stevenson and all the forwards, but Stevenson's speed, there were at least three times when the, the Avs guy coming in is – pondering a pass or a move at the blue line, Stevenson comes on the back check and and, and throttles him down from behind yeah. and either, you know, poke checks it back to a defenseman or sometimes it scoops, turns, and goes. Yeah. So it they're, they're kind of, you're talking about a defense pair that guys are on the same page, page and on a hinge. The defense and the forward group They've really been simpatico yeah. here in taking the that support, neutral zone away. Their support on the puck has been really strong throughout this series. And I think about Carlson always coming back into his own end to help the D and be a safety valve if they need a pass. And then he can find somebody and if they How go. How much has he raised his game, Carlson? Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. that, that passed the Matt Marshall thing of beauty. And it, it's not only we talked about it in the first hour. But, he face but he, too. But he, he cuts big. to the middle and he drew, you know, he drew the Avs, Grubauer and a defenseman, drew him away, and there's the chemistry. He came in, he knew March so was on his right, yeah. but he's going to his left looking at Smith, yeah. and he doesn't even look and says, I know March so's going to be there, and he th- yeah. and well, beautiful. That's part peripheral vision. That's also part having played with the same guys mm-hmm. for four years. Yeah. They know each other. Yeah, just like Patrick and Stone know each other, and are comfortable. That whole misfit line, yeah, has been doing that for quite a while now. And, you know, and Riley Smith, he could add a couple last night. 
There was one where, where he fell in front of the net. He just couldn't get his stick around yeah. to find the puck. But Grubauer had an empty net because he misplayed it. And by the way, he's starting to finally look human, isn't he? Yeah. Philip Grubauer. Yeah. He's being outplayed by Flurry. Yes, he is. Forget the fluky goal. All right, that's going to happen. Love, listen, let's give the refs credit. They're letting him play. In this series. Well, in that or game, last night. Well, in that game. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is one night to the next ref combinations. But, I mean, Tuck, just, I mean, if you're going to call a penalty on Riley Smith for uh, slashing yeah. when basically <laughs> Randon just dropped the stick. Mm-hmm. Well, Stuck knocked the guy's stick into almost hit the scoreboard. Yeah. That's interference. Yeah. They didn't call that. Then there was a play coming the other way. I think Carlson got cross checked, got, got tripped from behind. I thought the one time in, yeah. entering the, let him play, man. Let the players decide it. You know, this has been the problem with hockey forever, especially since expansion. You know, there's several expansions, not the Golden Knights' most recent. The quality of officiating. It's not been good overall. You, you got a couple of elite guys who, but the depth of quality officiating to me is lacking. And the league, for whatever reason, can't or won't address it. You've got to get consistent with how you call this game. You know what? It's like watching a baseball game, and you could go from game to game to game, and you'll see the home plate umpire. With a different strike zone in every single yeah. game, mm-hmm. and it can drive you absolutely nuts. Yeah. And on different days, on Thursdays, the strike zone's wider because they got to catch a plane. Well, whatever, be that as it may, <laughs> hockey, the the lack of consistency in the way these guys call games is really hurting the sport. They've got to find a way to improve the quality of officiating, whether it's through video work with these guys in the off season, or just a better working knowledge, or maybe hire former players. You know, Paul Stewart was a goon yeah. when he played. If you remember, Do you know, you remember, he turned out to be a pretty damn good referee. You know, another guy that ended up was remember Kevin McGuire. Absolutely, Kevin McGuire could chuck the knucks pretty good. Yes, he and could. he ended up being a ref. Yeah, and not a bad one. Yeah. So maybe that's the answer. Now, I'm not saying Ryan Reeves should put on stripes, <laughs> but, but it, it, well, if you, some, you know what? It's like if hiring ever, a safe cracker to keep the thieves out of the, the bank vault, like a <laughs> Willie Sutton type thing. I'm just saying the league's got to do better. You know, you always call it a garage league, and there's a reason why, because they're always shooting themselves in the skate. I, I, oh, I, before, I, I'm telling you. It's got to happen. There have been a couple in this series. It's going to come, and it's going to be big. It's going to decide a series, and it could decide a cup. They've got to review this, but the puck going over the glass. The glass thing. Yeah. It is when you. If well, you Theodore's was clear, that was no. Easy. I get it, but yeah. you're. But if you're saying they want to approve officiating, well, then don't put them in a position to fail. Because that's one where they do the huddle up and did you see it? I don't know. Did you see? It? And 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 they get it right most of the time, but they're gonna get one wrong. It get go to the monitor. It takes twenty seconds instead of go to the monitor. One look at it, slow motion. It was tipped. Let's. I go. don't know why the GMs when they meet every year. I, they don't. 
but, but, Make that but, change. But let me, you know why I, I keep harping on this? And if you're out there, I apologize. But you know why? If we sit there and make the comments, the referees let them play. Let the players decide the game. Okay, that means they're letting a lot of stuff go. That call specifically, the refs have no out. That's black and white. They have to make a a call on that. And it's the hardest call they've got to make. So let them review it. So... The GMs could do that. Well, get the, to work. The, the rules committee, they could make that change. Hell, they made the change after so, the well, Eakin well, thing on Pavelski. Well, that's what I'm saying. It took somebody to lose a series, right, a team that could have been a cup contender, to go to confirm if a guy gets a match penalty or a double minor. Hey, the, what was the one? It was uh, was in Vegas, right? Pacioretty got a double minor for high sticking. The stick never hit him. They let him out of the yeah. box. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Well, again, the quality of the officiating needs to get better. All right, me, me, you know, meet me halfway. All right. I think it's insanity that you can't do it every night of the year. But at the very least, when the playoffs start, review delay of game. Sure. In the playoffs. Sure. I mean, okay. How hard is that? It takes an extra 20 seconds. I, I'll always remember poor White Cloud last year against Dallas. White Cloud. I, I, Brian Campbell shot it over the glass in the Eastern Conference semis. Yeah. Right? Carolina scores on a power play, and Carolina won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a situation that arises. Who was, who the hell was it? The, who was the guy bat, actually batted it out? Remember that with a hand? Was that Theodore? <sighs> or somebody put their hand up and it went over the glass and was delay a game. Yeah. It was a, a weird one. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was the last night for Theodore. But anyway, he just shot it. Over. But I'll tell you what: as we turn to tomorrow in Game Six, what do you do if you're Jared Bednar? How do you get your team emotionally back into it and psychologically ready to play this game? Because you had it, you let it slip through your fingers. And now you got to go into their place, 18,000-plus. It's going to be insane. you got I, I, a goalie no, who's playing just... really, really well that you, you really have had trouble st- uh, solving. All right, you know, Sod's thing. I'm not worried. I'll guarantee you, Florio will never make a, a gaffe like that again the rest of his career. He'll get his blocker up next time and swat that sucker out of there. I'm telling you, you and I disagree. I, I, I'm not. I, I still think there's a chance that was tipped. positionally, positionally, he was a mess. I mean, you know, the guys at the wall. There's two he seconds. Played it. Brian. Come, come hug the post. He, may, he, but he misplayed it because, because I think it was tipped. But that's neither right, here nor there. Martinez did tip it. Positionally, though. He was. It was hard to tell in the replay. He showed it a zillion times. But, but his hand, Stevie said, it's like he, yeah, he, he flinched. Across he flinched. His body. He flinched, yeah. and then it came across his body to try to By catch. Then it was too late. But it, uh, whatever. All right, forget all that. Hey, but, but uh, so what wait, is wait, wait Jared can I, can, I, can I say something? Forget about it. Think about it. They won that game. Forget about it. If they'd have lost that game, that's a goal we've been talking about here around here for, in these parts for a long time. This team came back and 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 fought back for that guy, and he. Made the saves to let them hang around to do it. So it's amazing. Again, Steve, how many times have we said throughout this year? It's amazing how this team is can change the headline 
you know, the way the thing goes, and then the headline changes at the last minute. They get two goals in game three when they're home. Five minutes to go. I mean, they were toast on a stick. Headline changed. They come back and won that game. Forget that, Steve. You're right. Forget it. Forget that goal. Well, forget it now. So that's what Bednar's message is? you got to forget it? You know, yeah. I, that's exactly what that's I That's easier said than done. That was going to be my answer. But you know but what? he's got to show them the tape of last night and say, look, you guys beat them for 50 or 60 minutes. That's a fluke. Yeah, there, You've got to go. play that way again. Let me tell you the difference. Here's the difference. These guys aren't Winnipeg. Okay? you got a team that they is who? Colorado. Okay. I'm not worried about Colorado showing up tomorrow night. Okay. I'm not, and, uh, believe me. In Vegas. Then what better, are you worried about? Uh, you play your own game. And Vegas has got to come at them. Because Colorado, do not think Colorado's not coming at them out of the gate the way they did for 40 minutes last night. Hey, listen. If Vegas could say the same thing after game two, Colorado's saying the same thing after last night. Right. That's what I, I mean. These are quality teams. If if you're a team that's overachieving and oh boy, we were so close. There's no moral victory for Colorado. Oh God, no. These, these are these these are high end teams. So I am not worried about Colorado putting it behind them and coming in here. I, I think okay. I think a quality team is much less prone to wilt. Uh, and, and Vegas just proved it mm-hmm. coming back from Game Two. Right. So I, I I would not if I'm Vegas I wouldn't be counting on Colorado pouting. All right. Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying they're going to pout. I'm just saying they gotta they gotta reboot mentally. And let's remember, Vegas will have last change. You will see Stones line out against McKinnon. All right. And they have basically shut that line down. Now, will he keep laying the scog on the second line? I don't know. Here, right. you know what? I would make I your mean, question. Is you're going to change up things. He played O'Connor last went, night. O'Connor played very well yeah, for Colorado. Yeah, when did. you went with Joie de I'll go with your query of how does Colorado respond. I'll tell you one thing. I'll change the question. I'm not worried about Colorado. The guy I'd be watching for is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. McKinnon tomorrow night. Yeah. How does he respond? I would I would say I'm con- and, and I'm convinced these guys show up and they're all in. Mm-hmm. Does McKinnon, who can take over a game, does the fuse finally get lit? I mean, he's frustrated, or at the end of the series, is it like McDavid? Oh, here we go. I want another heart, and look at us, we're gone again. Or does McKinnon Put that there. You have to think it's it's certainly possible that McKinnon puts their team on his shoulders and makes up for. And when you say forget that goal, if McKinnon comes in here tomorrow night, gets two goals and two assists, and gets them home for Game Seven, the first five are forgotten. Oh yeah. No, look. If Colorado finds a way to take it back to Denver, the whole narrative totally changes because they get Cadre back. They get momentum back. They're in their rink. They'll have last change. And, yeah, you could say it's game seven. Anything can happen. Sorry. If Vegas doesn't take care of this tomorrow. Well, you want the We're old looking wound. at a tough challenge for them come Saturday. Here's the old wound, kids. I mean, sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to put salt in an open wound that's still there. But I mean, if you want the comparable... You had San Jose. You could have eliminated them in Game Six, 
mm-hmm. and you tilted the ice and you threw the sink at him, and Jones beat you. And Vegas didn't score. They had to go up for Game 7. Yeah, they were up 4-1. But bad things happen when you're on the road in the playoffs, and you can say they should have won that, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line mm-hmm. is they should have won game six. So, right. And DeBoer was on the other side of that equation. Yes, so was. you better sit here and say, yeah, we don't want to go back there. And, oh, by the way, I thought um, it was either um, Boucher or, or, or Eddie O, one of them. And, like, you know, good point. That, that second period, Vegas, they look gassed. He brought up the point. You know, Vegas had to play seven games against Minnesota. Yeah, and, and you're exerting a lot of energy right. against these guys. And they were playing at altitude, something that really hasn't been talked about much yeah. in this so series. The difference be- for me between the game six against San Jose and this game coming up uh, tomorrow night, and you mentioned it, Grubauer is looking human now. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't see him standing on his head like Jones did. So, again, good point, keep, Stevie. Keep 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 pressing that net, get, get, and and they they the Knights have been doing it. Stay in that blue paint, boys. Okay, we said this would go fast. We've got about ten minutes left, and your calls are welcome. 702-221-7283. save. Bill is on the line. Hi, Bill. Hi, hey guys. You know, I think Brian touched on it a little bit when he was talking about the Carlson one with about twenty seconds to go in that first period. Carlson's breaking away, and he's got a chance to score, and he gets cross-checked in the back and loses the puck, mm-hmm. and Colorado goes down and gets that fluky goal with the second left. And I didn't hear one comment by the broadcast team. Am I wrong? Was that not Was that not a penalty? Or I think there were you know, numerous... You know about? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, but, but I, I mean, at the same breath, I would say to you, Tuck swatting the guy's stick almost hit the, hit the scoreboard. That's interference. Sorry. I mean, yes, your your point is, was it a penalty? Yeah. But they were. I think they went in there with a the mindset they were going to let the players decide the game. And I think at the end of the day, Bill, the players would probably say, that's fine. As long as we know that, we're all good with it. Mm-hmm. You okay. agree with that? Right, I agree. Yeah. One other thing, and I didn't hear you guys bring it up. To me, watching that game last night, other than the three goals we scored, what did we have? One or two other opportunities in close where we had chances at goals? I don't. I mean, yeah. the Colorado that whole game seemed like they had opportunities to score numerous times. And the Rantman one, where he had a tip in from about what two, three feet away in the, in the blue area and missed it. it. To me, I don't know. It just seemed like we were really, really outplayed. Last hey, night. Bill, listen. <laughs> if this wasn't the tail end of a pandemic, if this was just like another year. I mean, you'd say that those the Golden Knights went up there with masks, and it was highway robbery. <laughs> they stole the game, man. Right? Yep. They, they stole the game. Yeah. I mean, they had 12 okay. shots at one point, only one by a forward, Chandler Stevenson. Think about that. Yeah. How weird was that? Until they finally got it going in the third period. Yeah. What do you think tomorrow night, yeah. Bill? I'll be at the game. Uh, i got to tell you, I'm nervous. If Colorado remembers what they did... Last night, it's going to be a heck of a tough game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have our home crowd. We'll be. It'll be crazy, but uh, I don't. I don't anticipate an easy win. No, sure. oh, no, no, no. This, this team's no ham sandwich. Right. It's going to be great. Enjoy the game. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks Appreciate for calling, Bill. Bill. All right. Oh, hey, real quick, we mentioned this uh, briefly on Sportsbook Radio. Watch tomorrow night. 
Colorado is shooting at Fleury's head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I've told the old stories, Rick Martin on the French Connection, the first yeah. shift of the game, guy, this Bobby Hull, you know, I think then maybe Rick Martin, the hardest slap shot in the league back in the day. And the first shift of the game, he'd come back, he wired at the goalie's head. And the rest of the game, the goalie's arms and legs are split. <laughs> but th- this is different. Colorado's like sniping at his head, They're trying to score. And he's made two or three saves high up by, in the collarbone area. A couple of them popped up into, into the crease. One went over the, right over the back of the net. One or two, two hit him in the mask. Two of them hit him in the mask. One went in. Well, hey, listen. Yeah. Randon's uh, OT goal. Yeah. Game three. Same shot, right? It was just, just out. They are shooting at his head. Yeah, I mean, this is scouting. It happened thing. four times yeah. last night. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. There's a game tonight, game six, uh, almost identical situation. Okay. You getting Islanders. nervous? You getting nervous? No. No, because I, I think the Islanders have the better goaltender. But if the Islanders don't put this thing away tonight on home ice, well, it's the same scenario. And it goes to Boston Friday. Hey, you better take care of your business at home. And that's my message to the Golden Knights. Oh, by the way, let me just very quickly. You know, the watch party last night was great. Yeah, thanks for coming out. It you was got, there's one tonight, right? Yeah, well, let, the me, let me. If you're an Islanders fan like me and you want to watch the game with a bunch of Islander fans, there's a Isles Meetup Las Vegas. There's 40 different sites around the country in 12 different states. Tonight's in Vegas is at the Roadrunner Saloon, which is at 921 North Buffalo, which is off Washington, right near Sumlin Parkway. Starts at 4 o'clock. Free admission. There's going to be t-shirts, posters, all sorts of giveaways. Free admission. Uh, I'm going to watch the game there. Come by, say hi, and we'll see if they can get the job done at the Collie. Go Saints. Well, I think you'll hear a let's go Saints chant if the Islanders are on the verge of clinching. I think at the start it'll be the usual let's go Islanders stuff and everything. But, again, I I don't know what Bruce Cassie thinks he could uh, pull psychologically here. I know he's really down on the refs. He got fined by the league. Just shut up and coach your team. Just play. You know what? If you're the better team, prove it. Right? My my concern from the Bruins' perspective is Rask. Yeah. Not 100. percent No. He's looked. He's looked like he's gotten worse in his play every game. To tell you the yeah, truth. Yeah. And Varlamov's played well. Yes, he is. And uh, you know, Isles on home ice. Try to keep that perfection line somewhat in check, which they've not been successful in doing. However, Pajot has played very well really against Bergeron. But, you know, I mean, look, Pasternak's been great. Marshawn has been fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, even David Krejci has played very well. Yes, he has. So the Bruins are not without weapons, okay? They can find a way to stay in much like the Islands. you got two very resilient teams, yep. all right? And you got another resilient team right here in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights have shown a great deal of resiliency throughout the playoffs so far this year. And I think that served them very well, and I think it goes back to what we talked about with the captain, with Stone. He provides that leadership. They never think they're out of it. This next next group over the boards, let's make something happen. Let's have a good shift. 
And I think that's how Vegas will play tomorrow night. Just not worry about scoring and this and that or shutting down McKinnon. Just have a good shift. Yep. Whether you're Patrick Brown's line or Stevenson's line. Yep. North and south. Get the puck in the offensive zone and get the cycle going. Okay. So let's see. If Vegas wins the game tomorrow, my guess would be they'd play Sunday on NBC, would be my guess. The game so, one against Montreal. So the good news is, you know, they'll be out of here because next Tuesday it's going to be 113. Next Wednesday it's going to be 115 degrees here. <laughs> Not, not they, the they best might, for ice they, making. They might be better off to go to Lake Tahoe and play outside. The ice oh. might be better. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was complaining about the ice at T-Mobile the other night. I, I saw some tweets. And... I saw people thinking it looked like it was bad. It was hot. It was, that was one of the 109 days, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but again, you know. No, none of the players said it. No, I didn't hear it from players. Yeah. Just people like observing. You know, going on Twitter saying, hey, what's wrong with the ice? And, you know, I think one of the Colorado uh, guys who covers the team, for, covers the avalanche, he was uh, complaining about the ice. Real Well, not real yeah. quick. Maybe I'd say real quick because we, well, we're almost done. We're almost done. But <laughs> we've not said one word. Tampa Bay didn't want to give this cup back, I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're sitting here, and I was like, let's start the playoffs and plop the MVP of the league into the lineup. And oh, by the way, this guy's getting better with every game. They are. They're, they're going to be really, really tough to knock out. They just are. I mean, Coop's got them playing. The Vasilevsky's just playing yeah. like the Vesna winner, which he very well may turn out to be. Yeah. Also, when you watch a lot, nothing against Mark Andre Fleury. Keep your eye on Braden Point too. That guy. Oh my God, he's my. To me, he's he's, the Con Smythe winner right now. But he, okay. If they win it all, to me, he's the most valuable player on that team. Well, he's been doing it in the playoffs for two rounds now. He's been sensational. Yeah. But you're right. Kucherov's getting better. Stamkos is getting better. You know, Hedman's played well. They, they're they hitting their groove at the yeah. right time. Mm-hmm. And don't think for a moment that there's not a lot of pride going through that room about wanting to defend this cup. Yep. They're not going to be an easy out, whether it's the Bruins or the Islanders or whoever comes out oh, the other I side. I would say this to you. All bets are off now. I mean, a team like that coming back trying to defend – I think you better get them early. And I think Carolina was the biggest hurdle they were going to face. They handled them pretty easily. Well, but what if they play the Islanders again? Yeah. Sorry, pal. You you think they're just too good? Yeah. Okay. I love the Islanders. Right. I love the Islanders. I mean, I, I think the Islanders are winning. They might get Andrews Lee back if they – I'm just saying, last year when they played in the, you know, in the, fi- in the semifinal, no Sezikis – no boy, Chuck. Uh, Clutterbuck was hurt. I, I mean, this would also. I'm just saying. No, no. They're better I, equipped I, to, I, to go long against my, my team's, you know, nothing, right? But I would, I would, I'm rooting for the Islanders to beat the Bruins. I would be rooting for the Islanders. I, I appreciate the way they play the game. 
it's kind of a cool story and the fans and the whole I'm rooting for them. I think first things first, worry about Boston. But but well, I, that's the way I, I'm looking at I, it. But I win tonight. I, I think Tampa Bay looks like they're uh, on the fast track back to the final. Could be. Uh, you may be right. We'll right. see. Good stuff. Thank it, you again for coming out last night. It was good to see you. Steve yeah. Carp, ever an article, Sinbin? Sunday, I don't know what I'm writing about yet. I could be writing be, we, a game one preview for the semifinals. If I, if I, did, I, I could be writing I a wrap-up to the season. If I did a dare, a double dare, and I got it on, on air, and I, I'm recording the show, um, will you commit to using joie de vie in the article? Sunday? I will not. I will not commit to It's anything. your words. Not my words. I just happen to use the phrase to describe the way Mark Stone plays hockey. He just has a love for playing and a, a joy about him that uh, I think really works well for him. All right. So let's see what well, happens. We'll see I think it ends tomorrow, boys. You'll be with us Friday? I will see you at Sunset we'll Station. At Sunset we may Station be talking Friday. Night's Canadians. All right. Don't forget the STN <laughs> mobile app. Don't forget... Uh, Spin that wheel of terrible herbs tomorrow. $1,000 VGK prize pack. John Smith subs. Got the hat trick special over at 9701 West Flamingo. Adam S. Cutner, when they're on social media, you can win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. Stevie, you're the man, man. Thanks, bud. I got the Saints plus money tonight. The Saints. Let's go Saints. See if they see that chant tonight. TC and Ballpark are coming up next. And we are going to get ready. Ken Bolke, Simba Vegas in studio with us tomorrow.